Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. And it's not just any week, it's Holy Week. You know, as a Christian organization, it's such a blessing to be able to talk about these issues freely, to be able to not only defend our religious freedom, but to also exercise it as well. And so, and you know, sometimes it can be challenging on weeks like Holy Week because we have a lot of work to do. And then there's a lot of things we want to talk about and discuss and interact with people. But we also have to remember, right, we have uh, things that we want to do at our own churches, with our own families. And so balancing that can be kind of challenging on weeks like this, especially in the middle of the legislative session. And we're going to be at the Capitol till probably midnight tomorrow night because they're going to be arguing and debating and voting on amendments to the budget. I didn't put it on the calendar that way. They did. So if they're working uh, a chunk of our team is working, but we'll have some time to go to church on Thursday. Of course, then you've got Good Friday, and then Easter is on Sunday. Now, remember, if you're in public school and uh, your school is not letting you out on Friday, many of them are. Um, if you if you do have to to miss school on Friday, it is an excused absence. That is a part of state law. So, good stuff to talk about. And we have a great guest today, right on topic with the issues of Holy Week and the issues that we work on as an organization. So we're going to talk about some of those. And then after our, our guest leaves, I'm going to get into some more detail about what's going on at the Texas Capitol over the past week, because a lot has happened. But let's get straight to our guest. Pastor Nino Gonzalez is a member of the Texas Values team. We're so excited about his work with us um, here recently. I think it's been less than a year. He's probably coming up on a little more than six to eight months. But Pastor Nino Gonzalez is uh, originally from San Antonio. He is a pastor at Cornerstone Church. He has degrees from UTSA, also Texas A&M, and he is a regional director for the Church Ambassador Network of Texas, which is a project of Texas Values. Pastor Nino, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Jonathan, glad to be on. Thank you for having me. You bet. Well, I just barely caught my breath walking over from the Capitol and we're using the studio space that we have in our Capitol office. You know, the one at the, the North office has a little bit more, some some more um, gadgets and toys to play with. But um, but I didn't have a lot of time because there's a lot of activity over the Capitol. I know you've been spending some time over there. You've been bringing pastors from different parts of the state with the members of the Church Ambassador Network. And so tell us a little bit about the Church Ambassador Network of Texas. And then we'll talk a little bit about some of the work you've been doing recently. Absolutely. So the Church Ambassador Network here in Texas, this is our second session, bringing pastors into the Capitol. It's been a phenomenal year. Uh, we're bringing pastors from all over Texas, and we're, we're a little different. We know that these um, members are being greeted by lobbyists and special interests. We're coming as pastors to minister to those who serve in government. We've had a phenomenal year a record-breaking year for us. Uh, at the present time, we've met with more pastors than we did the last session, and we're only halfway through the session. So we have some very ambitious goals to meet with more members. And when we go meet the members, we're doing a couple of things. One, we're sharing the word of God with them. You know, these members who serve, they're husbands, they're wives, they, they are dealing with a lot and we want to connect with them as a person, but we're also reminding them of their biblical role as servants to the people. Uh, and, you know, how do you define what a servant looks like? How do you define what's truth? How do you define what's good and bad? As pastors, we're bringing the word of God, giving them a biblical foundation for what they do 
and building relationships with them so that the pastors who visit them can become partners in the work that they're doing. No, it's such important work. And it's a fairly new project at Texas Values. I say new. It's been over two years that we've been working on this project. Started um, back in 2020. And our great friend, Brian English, who is the director of our Church Ambassador Network, had a tremendous amount of experience before doing this. Hey, before I get programming note, if you got your phone, if you're watching on Facebook, I want you to share this post, um, like it. Let's get some more activity on this, some more attention. I'm going to share it on my personal page, keep my volume down here, and hopefully we can get a little bit more attention, drive up the traffic today on this wonderful conversation with Pastor Nino Gonzalez who's a regional director for Texas Values and the Church Ambassador Network. So, excuse me, Ambassador Gonzalez, I want to talk a little bit about Holy Week. I, and, and I know y'all been at the Capitol a lot, and you talked a little bit about that, right? Where you're praying with elected officials, there's a lot of activity right there. And so I know um, members of the team are not here this week, in, in large part because what are pastors doing this week? They're getting ready for important church services, some that are already going on, that uh, started earlier in the week, some preparation. And so, you know, we do a lot of work to protect religious freedom. We passed laws last session to make sure churches could never get closed again. Remember 2020 when a lot of churches were not even open on Easter? And so even though the state allowed them to be open, many of them decided to close or somebody was giving them bad information. But here we are three years from that. Uh, tell us a little bit, what is it like for a pastor during Holy Week? Oh, man, you know, after doing it for 14 years, this this week is like the Super Bowl for us. That's what I, mean, I was about to say. Right? <laughs> you know, like that's an easy Bowl. analogy for us football guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you'll hear a lot of churches saying this week, and, and it should be that way every week, but it, it's all hands on deck. And it, it, during this week, not only are pastors carrying more weight and responsibility, but their their staff and their volunteers are, they're having to do maybe other tasks that they typically don't do on a week to week. So this week, our Church Ambassador Network staff is purposefully reaching out to pastors, not to invite them to the Capitol. We'll, we'll get back to doing that work after Holy Week, but we're just encouraging them. Hey, we're praying for you. We're praying that God give you strength and remember, share the message of hope that we all need during this time. Yeah, well, look, it's an important message. And you know, and we want to protect that too. We and I'm glad that's what you're doing. And you know, y'all are inviting people to the Capitol this week because you know where they need to be at home with their church. Uh, but you know, we you hear issues of faith come up at the Capitol a lot, right? People invoke the Word of God. Y'all are praying with members and so on. We know how important a part of it, a culture it is, you know. And um, and sometimes we we don't have a lot of time to really just let it sink in, let the Holy Spirit fill us up, and um, you know, really just take ourselves back to what it must have been like during that time when Jesus was on the cross, when he came down from the cross and was resurrected. And just, I mean, can you imagine what it was like to be? So just to get that essence of that, I um, <laughs> I was a reader at my church. We have lectures where you can read the different readings, the Old Testament, New Testament, the gospel. And the portion I was reading uh, of this was the passion play. And I was, you know, the crowd, right. Or, or they say crucify him. And, you know, there are all these negative things. And my kids were like, wow, dad, that was, you know, really believable. And, and I, but for a moment there, it took me back to sort of imagine what it would have been like during those times. And that that's what people were doing and saying, right. Not knowing how the story would end. We know how the story ends, 
Um, and so I imagine that's a part of a pastor's goal, maybe, to maybe just in a small way make this week real, touch someone's heart this week like Jesus touches our heart. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this morning I was reading out of John chapter 11, and this is when Lazarus was dead. Yeah. And and Jesus confronts Martha, and she's just, she's uh, distraught. Just in tears. She's distraught. Yeah. And I'm reminded of these words in verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And that's that's this week's message is that there's life in Jesus. There's hope in Jesus. We see everything that's happening in our world and people are searching for answers and, and, and we are sharing the word of God that brings hope, that brings life, that reminds people, it doesn't matter what situation you may be finding yourself in, God is here to help you. Well, look, and you're right. I mean, there's some challenging times that we're going through in our country. And I think some of it is just, we're so much aware of things happening in different parts of the country. So if there's something in one state or another state, you know, um, things going on nationally, politics, right? The school shooting last week, which was devastating. And just so many things that to where we're so much aware of news. So a lot of times could be negative news, right? And, and beyond our own communities, um, and so I do think this message of redemption, you know, and, and really to be renewed, sometimes, you know, we need that almost every day. If you're going through some tougher times or some struggles yeah. or you've got a season of uncertainty. And so I'm curious, what's it like when you in the Church Ambassador Network team go over to the Capitol? Because I know what it's like to work there and be under a lot of stress. Right. What's what's kind of a typical reaction you get from legislators when they're like, oh, OK. You're not trying to pressure me on a bill or lobby me. You're just trying to pray with me. <laughs> That's a great question. You know, many uh, are very receptive to us, uh, if not most. And, you know, you get people of faith who are very open and you can tell they're very versed in scripture. And then you get other members that we meet with who the things that we're sharing with them are new concepts, new, things that they've never heard before. And for for them to know that we're coming there for that purpose, you can see the look on their face change when we say, hey, we're not here to talk about a bill. We're here to, to get to know you and to find out if, if we can meet some of the needs in your life. And I'll tell this quick story. Uh, last session, we met with a member, a, a representative off the House floor, and we asked him how he was doing. His son had died the year before. Months later, he had to quickly get through some of that mourning so that he can begin to serve his district again. And he said, you know, I felt like my, my mourning for my son happened too quick, and I haven't taken the time to mourn. He started to weep as other members were walking onto the house floor. I've never seen anything like it. And our team... Uh, from the church ambassador network, we had about four or five pastors surrounded him, encouraged him, prayed with him. And I would say that's one of the most impactful moments that I've seen as we've been in the Capitol. Well, and that just speaks to the importance of religious freedom, the, uh, the you know, the presence of faith, the presence of our Christian values in the word of God in the Texas Capitol, because it is transformational. It can, it can have such a 
uh, emotional, but also a strong impact on people and a reminder of how necessary it is for us to have that, particularly at that building where people are under a lot of pressure, they don't have a lot of time, right? A lot of times they got to just stuff their feelings down and get to work and, um, and there's a lot of demands. And so, I, you know, and, and I that doesn't surprise me because I have seen it happen where, where I've been close to y'all or, or other people have prayed with elected officials and it can have such a uh, emotional impact. And, you know, sometimes that's an indication boy, they really needed it at that moment. And, um, and what a, a service, what a resource that we're providing for people throughout the state of Texas. Um, I also know you talk about Easter, you know, you got the, you know, the Easter bunny, the eggs, some of the old school, you know, shows that people watch. I mean, I imagine people will be watching the passion of Christ this week. Some of those really interesting movies further back, you know, and then and then the show on Sunday, right? You got to show up with your big colors, you know, and the girls will have their hats and all that stuff. I mean, and I know that's not a part of, you know, Jesus's version of Easter, but it is a part of our culture. And so it can also sort of be, you know, something that's um, that we can enjoy. Right. But I do think it's an indication that that it's a special day for people when they go to church that day and they want to look their best. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I like getting dressed up with my family. We just took some, some pictures this weekend to, exactly. you know, it's kind of a tradition that we do every year. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's worth celebrating. That's for sure. Well, and here's the other thing too, like Christmas, a lot of times church is more full on Easter. I know our pastor last week said, Hey, if you can come to the service at seven 30, cause we're going to have more people. I usually go at nine 30, sometimes 1130. And, and, but that can be a great opportunity. You know, the people haven't been to church in a while and they go and they're like, you know, maybe I'll come back again. And so a wonderful opportunity. I imagine you see that at your church as well. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, most churches are doing some extra activities you know, and it's a great way for us to invite people to church who, who otherwise may not come. You know, some churches are barbecuing. Some churches have, I just talked to a pastor who asked me if I knew of anyone who would bring a petting zoo. I mean, and, and yes, even though it's not about that, we know that sometimes you have to use some of those things to draw people in and they're going to hear the message that truly changes their lives. No, it could be transformational. There's no doubt. And um, and and I I don't know how I'm still trying to organize my weekend, but I might end up going to church with family that I don't usually go with because we live in different parts of the state. That can always be nice too when people have family visiting and people get to uh to meet each other and see each other. So listen, I think you're doing great work, Pastor Nino, and um with the Church Ambassador Network, but also part of our team. I love it that you have such a strong hold and an awareness in roots in the San Antonio area, such an important part of our state. And so I'm really excited about you being on our team and continue to do great work. And I thank you for being a guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. All right, Pastor Nino Gonzalez. Okay, this guy has been with us less than a year. More good things to come from this young man, if I can call him that. I'm sure I'm older than he is. Anyway, all right, that got me a little emotional, all right? People don't know that about me. They see me at the Capitol, you know, always have a suit on, right? People are always, somebody said something rude to me earlier when I was at the Capitol. I mean, it could be kind of hand-to-hand combat at the Capitol sometimes, um, sometimes intellectually and sometimes physically. I've had people try to physically assault me before at the Capitol. Yeah, anyway, um, but no, I... um. 
hey, I got feelings like everybody else. You know, I'm, I care about things and, you know, I get emotional too. And I start talking about my own faith um, as I um, think about Easter and, you know, I was at a uh, church over the weekend and, and I um, made a mistake. I thought we had our Bible study this week. So I was at church and I'm like, I guess not. So, but I just kind of lingered for a minute, you know, um, I have, a, I'm very fortunate that I live very close to our church, but I, um, I'm, I'm trying to do a better job of letting it sink in, right. To not miss the importance of this week. Cause we're going to roll past Easter, particularly at the legislature, things are going to start really moving quickly. Right. And as my kids are getting older, I'm also trying to, you know, continue to soak in, you know, maybe some of those last few years before, you know, they start to become a little bit more independent. Um, have a college visit with my son this week, my oldest son that I'm really excited about. Um, and so, but also just to be leading by example, right? To, to let the Holy Spirit pour over me and to put my family in a position to do the same thing and then let God step in and do what he does, right? Um, and so just a special week. So I hope you get a chance to reflect on some of that and, um, and count your blessings with, without question. Um, a lot just to cover in a few minutes, if you're not getting our updates by email, if you're not watching social media, have you downloaded our app yet? Come on. I, I don't think there's a lot of groups at the state level that have an app, or at least maybe they've been banned. I don't know. But ours is still up and running, okay? It's on iTunes, uh, the App Store, Google Play, whatever, you know, Android, Apple devices. Search for and download the Texas Values app. You'll get notifications every day of what we're doing at the Capitol. There's a prayer wall. You can pray with some of our folks. You can find out some of our events, like our event May 5th. Have you seen what Riley Gaines is doing? This is the female swimmer, the All-American athlete from the University of Kentucky that is leading the Save Women's Sports Movement. I am such a big fan of her, and she's done such great work with us. You know, she was at our event earlier this year at the Capitol. She's been to some of our other events, and she's going to be speaking on May the 5th at our benefit dinner in Fort Worth. You don't want to miss this event. It will sell out. You better get your tickets now. Go to txvalues.org, May 5th at the Worthington in Fort Worth. Riley Gaines is going to be there. And we might have another mystery guest, but you need to you need to stay on in touch with us to find that out. But, okay, the Capitol. This week, the bill that bans gender modification, Senate Bill 14, that has passed. I uh, got final passage from the Senate. There was an amendment that was put on last week. That amendment's been taken off. So it's in the form as it came out of committee. And that bill's headed over to the Senate. We know that issue's been moving over in the House. House Bill 12, 1686, other bills have been having activity. And so it seems that both chambers are in agreement that this is going to be a priority item to keep it moving, which I'm very encouraged by. I know it's a priority item of Lieutenant Governor in the Senate, without a doubt, because of that low bill number. Um, say women's sports, okay, at the end of last week, speaking of rally gains, all right, has Senate Bill 15 has passed over to the Senate. And um, I imagine we're going to have a hearing at some point soon on that in the House, we're excited about that. We're testifying on several bills today. One that protects the religious freedom of lawyers from a bad rule from the association, uh, the, the American Bar Association and how lawyers get licensed. OK, they've been trying to pass some new rules that relate to advocacy for LGBT issues and trying to put some restrictions on lawyers that um, if they don't agree on these issues and they they speak about these issues in a way that could be considered part of their work, even outside of representing someone, they could lose their bar license. I'm coming up on 20 years license as a lawyer. 
Let me tell you, it's very difficult to go to law school. The expenses, you know, I took all of that on my own. I did have people, you know, backing me up and supporting me, but the financial work, the schoolwork, all that I had to do on my own. It takes a long time. It means a lot to me to have 20 years coming up of being a licensed attorney in the state of Texas. I'm, I'm the first lawyer in my family, really encouraged by that. But why it matters even more to me, if there are not lawyers like me, if there are not lawyers like Kelly Shackelford, if there are not lawyers like Hiram Sasser, okay, Jay Seculo, all these guys that you hear us talk about and people that we work with on these important issues, Matt Staver, if those lawyers cannot be Christian and talk about their faith from a biblical perspective and also have debates about what that means legally, we're in big trouble, okay, because we lead, we're sometimes the only people that these folks have to turn to that are that are Christian and are trying to stand up for their beliefs. And so if we don't have lawyers to back up the regular citizens, that's uh, that's going to really put us in a difficult position. So it's Senate Bill 559 and House Bill 2864. We're testifying on that today. There's also a bill about having 10 commandments in uh, public schools. Big, big day tomorrow. OK, the budget is up in the House and all the amendments to the budget. I think there are close to 400. Um, a lot of debates about funding to support alternatives to abortion, to keep funding from going to gender transition services and um, all kinds of stuff. I, I can't go through all of it. You got to watch our social media tomorrow. But this is sort of like almost the version of a bill ends up on the budget. There's going to be a big vote or attempt to have a big vote on the school choice issue. You don't want to miss it. OK, um, it's there's going to be a lot going on. But that means I'm going to be working late tomorrow on uh, Holy Thursday. But it is what it is. This is part of our work. We are at the Capitol every day. If they're working, we're working. So I'm going to be over there with our team, Mary Elizabeth Castle, Jonathan Covey and Megan Benton, our policy intern, who is a star on the rise now. That there and there's several other things going on there. I can't cover everything. You got to stay up to date with some of our work. Get our emails, check our social media, and go to our website and get the text alerts too. Um, but things are there are some really good things moving that we're encouraged by. The pushback against um, some of the awful stuff that's being taught and, and allowed in school libraries. The ban on drag queens, you know, um, in front of kids. Those type of events, uh, that's passed the Senate. So a lot of things that you and I care about are on the move in the state legislature, and that's a good thing. But I'm telling you what, the opposition is bringing more forces. Things are heating up, and that's causing us to do more work, to bring other people on, to have more resources. We need your donations, please. The April and May are the heart of when the work gets done at the legislature. Okay. And we commit several people to that um, building at the Capitol every day. We're the only faith and family organization in the state of Texas at the state level that has someone at the Capitol every day. And there's a tremendous value to it. Trust me. But we can't do that without your support. Okay. And they've increased, just like I know for a lot of people. We've had some supporters, they can't give as much because their industry is down. Maybe you can't. OK, maybe you're in the oil and gas industry or some other industry that's having, you know, that things are going well. Please consider making a tax deductible donation to Texas Values. You can go to TXValues.org, make that tax deductible donation today. And, you know, listen, our budget collectively with the C4 partner organization is over two million dollars. It's a lot of money to raise. But when you look at myself, 20 year licensed attorney, 
Mary Elizabeth Castle, Jonathan Covey, their law backgrounds, and so many wonderful people that are part of the work, um, including a newer member of our team, Ashley Fordenall, who's doing great work on video productions. Speaking of Save Women Sports earlier, we've got a great website set up, SaveWomenSportsTexas.com. Some great videos, mini docs, as she calls them, that are on that website. And I was talking about Riley Gaines earlier, the female swimmer, the All-American that's doing all the interviews, pushing back against having men competing in women's sports. She was forced to compete in men against a man. Leah Will Thomas, the, the swimmer that won the NCAA championships last year, he's from here in Austin, Texas. She was forced to swim against him. You got to hear more about her stories. But every time I turn around, she's on some national interview. This woman is all over the place because people recognize a leader when they see it. And she's got credibility. She knows how to speak well. And people are very interested in what she has to say. But it's not just her. There is a tide that has turned on this issue. People have had enough. Whether you're on the right or left, you see people saying, you know what? This is too much. We cannot have these men competing in women's sports and taking away opportunities. Senate Bill 15 is that issue in the House. It's House Bill 23. Senator Mays Middleton and then House uh, member Valerie Swanson. That issue is going to heat up quite a bit. Uh, there was a truck driving around the final four, if you didn't see it, with, with a digital image uh, supporting this issue and trying to raise awareness. And so there's a lot to cover just on that issue. Check out the website, SaveWomenSportsTexas.com. And check out the uh, legislative guide, the booklet we have. We've got an update coming on that soon. I can't give you any more information on that, but there's going to be some fun stuff. Hey, Bell, by the way, San Antonio, June 9th, we're having an event out there, a benefit dinner. You want to check it out. We're probably going to be doing something regionally in East Texas very soon. And we're going to be doing some work regionally on some virtual events. Hey, I'm about out of time. Okay. Have a wonderful Holy Week, a reflective day on Good Friday, and a wonderful Remembrance Resurrection Day on Sunday. What a wonderful time to be a Texan and to enjoy the time with your faith and your family. So I hope you get a chance to do that. And I hope you continue considering supporting us with a donation at TX Values. And that's how together we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.